This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. Hello, everybody. How is everyone doing today? Yes, I love to hear it. Well, thank you so much for joining me. My name is Todd Tuchek. I am a part of the Creator Partnerships team at Patreon, and I am gonna go through with you how to grow your membership uh, and, and really utilizing Patreon and some uh, marketing tools and, and some uh, best practices. So as you'll see, this was originally supposed to be done by my colleague, Tom. Now, he does not look like me, because we are not the same. Um, Tom, unfortunately, tested positive for COVID once he got here, so now I am stepping in. But Tom is great. He literally taught me everything I know about Patreon, so we will do it in the spirit of Tom. So, what is Patreon is a great question. Are anyone here, does, does anyone have a Patreon? Amazing, I love to hear it, I love to see it. Um, well, exactly what Patreon is, and these two can attest to it, um, it is a membership platform. And exactly how to utilize Patreon are two different buckets, I like to say. You have exclusive content, but then you also have the community piece as well. So going into what is Patreon, this is our DNA. So it's the best place for creators to build membership by providing exclusive access to their work and also deepening connection with their audience through their community. So Jack Conti in 2013 created Patreon. And since then, Jack being a musician and a YouTuber said, I want to be able to get support from my fans, from the audience I've been able to grow. And so back then he said, you know, I have 100,000 viewers who are watching my YouTube videos, listening to my music, but if I could get a couple hundred of them to help support my next project, that would be great. And then so fast forward, he was able to get 100 of them to about chip in 7,000 for a book project that he was doing with, with his, uh, his band Pomplamoose, and then it clicked for him and he said, oh no, there's the section where we can get our diehard super fans to actually support us and support our content. And so that is really where Patreon stems from. So looking at some of the data now, since 2013 when Jack and Sam founded Patreon, we currently have over 250,000 creators who are currently earning salaries on Patreon, which are supplementing things like ad revenue, brand partnerships, and really helping them just be full-time creators. Um, that's actually kind of the coolest thing I love about my job is helping a creator go from a part-time podcaster to a full-time podcaster, re really relying on their Patreon audience. And that 250,000 creators are supported by the 8 million uh, patrons that we have supporting their content. And since 2013, we've been able to pay out 3.5 billion to our creators. And so for Jack and Sam, they realized that this was a great opportunity. And not only does Patreon serve YouTubers and musicians, but podcasting has been one of the biggest growing verticals on Patreon. Some of your other podcasters that you might listen to and the shows you love that might have a Patreon is maybe where you've heard it. That's where I heard it first, of course, as well. And so speaking of podcasting, this doesn't come as a surprise to any of you at all. The ad revenue in podcasting has been great for a lot of creators in their shows. Um, literally from 2015 to 2021, literally growing almost 200% in that time, you know, being close to 1.4 billion. But looking at this, you know, it's hard because a lot of the times the ad revenue, as you know, goes to the shows that have those really big audiences and it doesn't really look at the depth of it. 
So that's one thing here at Patreon that we've been realizing that is there's still something not so right with podcasters in the current space. And we wanted to be able to create another revenue stream for you all to make sure that you can do the creative work that you really want to do. So looking here and kind of why it's all broken is, is the ad revenue. It can be unpredictable and you really can't tell exactly how that money is going to be coming in and at what amount. So if you're wanting to plan or schedule anything, that can be challenging. And ad revenue really looks at how much of an audience you are able to foster versus how deep and how engaged and connected your super fans really are. And so that's one thing that Patreon really emphasizes is that you don't need to rely just on ad revenue. You have those diehard fans that can support support you and back you on the platform. And also community data. Something that Patreon does is, is give you everything that you want to know about your audience. We give you their emails. If they give us their personal addresses, you're going to get their personal addresses too. This is your audience. You've worked so hard to grow them and bring them into your work. You should know who they are. And at Patreon, you get access to all that data. They're not just a point, they're not just a part of your analytics dashboard. You actually can reach out to them directly and get to know them. And then the next part too is the creative freedom. So there's always a lot of things that you can do on Patreon. It really is a blank canvas that fits in whatever you're offering to your audience. And that's the best part of it as well. And that's also the kind of the scary part too is like, okay, I have this audience, I have this content, I want to be able to express and, and do what I want to, and make what I want to make. But how are, exactly are we going to do that and how am I going to get my audience to actually sign up? But looking at exactly kind of what's wrong, if we break down this kind of pie chart, we were able to uh, do a little patron creator census for 13,000 of those 250,000 creators on the platform. And I know this is teeny. Thought this was going to be a little bit bigger, but that's okay. We're rolling with it. Um, so the biggest part I want you to see is the 41% of their creative income is coming from Patreon. And if you look at everything else in here, um, exactly how did this get to 41% um, really comes back down to the whole idea that Jack and Sam were really emphasizing on is your diehard super fans, the ones that love your content, the ones that really want to be a part of your you know, exclusive group and one of your friends, those are the ones that are making up that 41% for their creative income as creators. So exactly how did this 41% become possible? And at Patreon, these are the things we look at, the qualitative aspects, not the quantitative, but the qualitative aspects that really make membership work. And it's really about building the community. It's about knowing who your super fans are and knowing who your top diehard ones that are just, well, basically kind of like your little armies. You know, I know a lot of people, a lot of uh, creators have nicknames for their communities. If you got a nickname for your community, you're well on your way and talk to me because I'll help you get on Patreon. The other aspect is all about financial freedom. Um, the best thing that I love about Patreon is it gives you the opportunity to create a recurring, reliable, steady income through membership. Membership is sticky. I don't know about you all. I am currently signed up for Paramount Plus, um, and I am going to stay on Paramount Plus because when they bring a movie that goes off of Netflix and is on that platform, awesome for me. I'm going to I'm going to watch it and be able to watch it because I'm signed up. Same thing kind of happens here at Patreon too. It's the same kind of model where there is the benefit of staying on. It's not too expensive for, you know, as an audience member, but then it's great because then you're really able to rely on that recurring reliable income there. And then the last part too is about ownership and creative control. 
So you're going to be able to be creative on the platform. You can utilize the audio uh, verticals we have. You can literally hook up exclusive access. Um, but really what it does is give you the opportunity to just get to know who your top fans are and really make content for them and really make content that you want to make. Like I know when you know the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp cases was going on, if you looked at, or even Squid Cove, you looked at YouTube, every thumbnail had something relating to what's going back in the news. On Patreon, you don't need to rely on the algorithm picking up something that's relevant to then throw it to your audience. They're going to see what you post because that's just how Patreon is. There's not an algorithm throwing up different uh, uh, posts and notifications. It really comes back down to you get the creative control um, to share the work that you want to make. So in the last three years, Podcasting on Patreon has doubled, and it's going to continue to grow. Um, and the, the interesting thing, too, is what we've seen, that podcasting in, in particular, creators are earning four times the amount since three years ago on Patreon. So exactly how were they able to do that really comes back down to the fact that we have the data of the membership and of signups that we can look at and, and basically lay against either marketing tactics, different ways to help promote the show, and really help your audience actually know and sign up. And so we're able to work with all of our different creators and help them around their success. And so what I wanted to do, and not Tom, Tom would have done it, but it's me. Um, I'm on our creator partnerships team. And so we're going to just talk about how basically to optimize the membership funnel. What are some tactics that shows have used to make their audience say, oh, you got more stuff on Patreon? This is great. Let's go and let's sign up. So looking at kind of what we're going to be uh, walking through this right now are the different tactics we have. There's the teaser tactic, which is the audio, video, and socials. There's also the two-part tactic the extended episode tactic, the preview and feed tactic, and then the surround sound promo. Most of these might sound familiar, um, just growing audiences. You know how to market and you know how to produce and promote yourself. You know how to let your audience know. So you utilize the social media channels, you get the word out there, and you really look at the, uh, the success there. But we're just going to look at exactly how you can utilize these tactics with your established audiences and really bring them back to Patreon. So same thing, kind of like host-read ads. They relate to Patreon podcasts and, and, and promoting your podcast the same way that they do when you're just promoting it to your show in general. It really gives that, that natural kind of feel. Some of my favorite podcasts, and even the, the ads and like the products I'll buy, are literally from the ones that my, the, my favorite podcasters are actually reading off and sharing on themselves. Because they're like, wait a second. Like, if, you know, if Jason Bateman likes Viore clothes, I might want to wear some Viore clothes too. And I did. Um, and so looking at ad principles equaling the membership principles, it really comes down to the same thing. You know, like how long should I make my ads for my Patreon? You know, if we're promoting all these other ads, how can I do my self-promotion? Literally the same things apply. So kind of in the opportunity, with 76% of podcast listeners listening to ads and then 73% of them actually taking action, when you promote something like Patreon, it hits different than an ad. And it hits different than Jason Bateman doing Viore clothing. It lets your audience know, you know, any diehard fans that are listening to your show multiple times or hanging out to the very end of the show, those are the ones that are going to sign up for Patreon. So making sure that, you know, you're, you're pronouncing it, you're, you're promoting it, and you're letting your fans know that it's there is really important um, because then we'll see that they actually will listen and they will sign up. 
um, exactly how long should I be making my podcast ads? Um, that is another really great question. Um, and it really comes down to however the value that you have that you that you basically spend against your other ad uh, uh, spends. Whatever your CPMs are for either 30 seconds or 60 seconds, you can weigh it out. Um, of course, thinking about how to promote your Patreon can come in a different ways and not just plugging it saying, hey, come to our Patreon, you get X, Y, Z. There's a little bit more um, strategic ways, which I'll go into in a second. The when and where, of course, like am I gonna do at the very beginning of an episode? Will I do it in the middle? Will I do it at the end? I am someone, when I found Patreon for my favorite creators, was at the very end. Because I would sometimes I'd listen to their show two to three times a week, and then finally I heard Patreon enough that I said, I'm gonna go check it out. And then so that was one of the things that really hit home for me. Um, you know, repeat listeners, anything like that, concurrent listeners, um, those are the ones that are gonna know and hear of your Patreon, but you know, maybe they might hear it a couple of times, but what will actually get them to sign up? Again, we'll go through. Um, and then how many times should someone hear your ad on, on your podcast for your Patreon? Um, we always like to say, you know, if you're gonna do it once, just make another tag, do it twice. Two times is really the magic number we've seen. Um, and then worship simplicity, making it simple, like, the, like keeping it simple is, is ideal. Um, literally let your content speak for yourself. Your audience has found you. They're, they're re-listening to your episodes. They love your work. But now if they want more to chew on, Patreon's a great place to do that. But keeping it simple is definitely, definitely the, smart, the smart route there. So looking here, the first one we're gonna look at is the teaser tactic. So I know this is pretty small, and I know that some of you are very far away, and also too, light blue on white, that's okay. But what I wanna point out here is the teaser tactic is kinda exactly what it sounds like. Teasing out your content, basically before anything goes live. So when you preview 10 to 20% to of your Patreon member-only episodes off-platform, it's the classic show, don't tell. So what that means is basically like giving out the content on the free platforms, either on Apple, Spotify, or even YouTube, and then literally right at the end, right when it gets nice and juicy, stopping it and saying, you want more of this? Go to our Patreon. And actually what you can see here, I'm gonna come a little closer, actually, this thing, let's see if this works. Oh yeah, you know what, it doesn't show up on the screen, that's okay. But if you can see here some of these dips, the big, the big dips down are the dips below where like there's no teasers, but these big can these big peaks right here, those are right when a creator did a teaser tactic. And the one I'm actually gonna uh, preview for you all is flagrant, um, an Andrew Schultz video example. So we're gonna play this video here in a second, and what you'll see is they had 15 minutes on their YouTube video of just going through a, like a, an episode, and then at the very end they say, you want more of this? Go check out our Patreon. You know what? I need to click it. That's me. Thank you. If you just watch a clip from our weekly Patreon episode, you can support the flagrancy. You can support this unapologetic, unfiltered, uncensored content that we drop weekly on our Patreon at patreon.com slash flagrant2. You want to go join? You should because it's the top 10 Patreon in the fucking world. That's right. For good reason. Go check out why at patreon.com slash flagrant2. All right. Peace. 
So that is a little teaser. So before he dropped that, he did about 15 minutes going into like an in-depth, kind of a hot button conversation. And actually what it was, it was him reacting um, back to January 8th, 2021. Um, so everyone knows what happened in DC on that day. And so this video was getting a lot of traction and what he wanted to do was kind of take what was going on in the world and say, okay, if you want more of our hot takes on it, the video is gonna be on Patreon. And looking at that one graph with the really large spikes, those all came back to his teaser tactic. Um, and it was great because you know his call to action was, was, was great. They showed a nice little preview for it and then they let it go live. And he's seen a lot of really great um, uh, just growth continuously, just teasing out things. Andrew, he's a comedian. I don't know if you know Andrew Schultz. He's a really big comedian. Um, and so what he's been able to do is just continuously say, I have my audience, I have my YouTube channel, I'm just gonna tease it out this way, so if anyone finds it organically, they know that we're also on Patreon and we have more content over there. So looking at the next one is a two-part tactic. So exactly what is a two-part tactic? And one thing we've seen with the two-part tactic is when you have two-part episodes, where you publish one episode on your free platforms, either on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, what have you, YouTubes, and then the second part lives behind the paywall. And as you can see here too, a lot of this actually I, I like to say the two-part tactic does work well too because your audience is able to find that full episode. And maybe they don't go to Patreon, but that's okay. But they're gonna stick around for the next free episode that you make. And then maybe on the third one, maybe they'll go check out Patreon. And same thing here, you can see with some of the data here of the creator that we were looking at, is they would basically, throughout their membership kind of graph over time, those big bumps are when the one episode, the part one, really was got a lot of traction, and then part two, they put behind the paywall. I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok or Instagram Reels, but when you're, you know, you're, you, you see a video and it says part one, and you know you're not gonna see part two, but you have to actually go back to that profile and actually go check it, it's smart, because what they're doing is they're getting their engagement up. Same thing applies here to Patreon, too. If you publish one, and if you want part two on a paywall, it's great, and for this creator, it's worked awesome as well. Um, for this example, True Crime Obsessed. I don't know if any of you listen to True Crime Obsessed. We have a lot of great true crime uh, podcasts on Patreon. I don't know if any of you are true crime creators. If you are, definitely let me know. I'm happy to get you hooked up here. Uh, but basically what they were able to do is, is, is a great model for Patreon. They'll release their episodes. They'll do part two behind the paywall. And, and kind of what they did was in uh, launching their membership in January of 2018, they basically said in the final five minutes of that first episode, they say, hey, come over to our Patreon. You're gonna get the rest of part two. We're gonna solve this mystery. Especially in the true crime world, it really is great because it kind of leaves your you know, teeth hooked into the back of the audience members and they wanna know how it, how it solves over. And so True Crime Obsessed did a really good job on that. This audio example didn't load, unfortunately, but if you really want to go hear how they do it, go check out True, true Crime Obsessed. I love their stuff. You'll, and you'll be able to hear how they market their Patreon extremely well. And then this next one we're gonna look at is the extended episode tactic. So the extended episode tactic is, again, exactly what it sounds like. They're very straightforward uh, titles here, definitely, for these tactics we've got. But the extended episode tactic is when you're really able to kind of leave the juicy conversation right at the tail end, and then as soon as it flips over, you basically say, go over to our Patreon, where this is where we're gonna finish off this conversation. 
I mean, as you can see here, one of the uh, creators that we did for uh, this example, it's Ludwig and the Yard. I don't know if anyone of you all know Ludwig. He's a younger creator, got his start on Twitch, and then realized that there's, there's, there's the stickiness, there's the habitual nature that comes with podcasts. And so he said, I'm going to create a podcast. So that's exactly what they did. And they created a show called The Yard. And we will get this going. Um, and so a little bit more about them. So they originally launched in July of 2020. And I will say this is because everything with The Yard is public. The Yard currently right now is making over $120,000 a month on Patreon alone, outside of everything else they've got going on. And it really comes down to the way that they first said, we want to be able to give our audience more, and we really, really, really want to be able to monetize a lot better. So what they do is genius because they say at the end of their episodes, they literally say, okay, stop what we're doing. We're going to finish this on Patreon, and it's worked for them. Their audience has came over and converted extremely they can, they well. Do anything. I fucking, let me go pee. Why am I being interrogated? He's getting too angry. All right, so we'll see you on the Patreon if you want more of this. <laughs> <laughs> adventure. We're going to hug our stuffed animals, hug your stuffed animals at home. We will see you on the bonus. Goodbye. Just like that. Just like that. And it's funny because you'd think like, oh, I need an elaborate ad. I need an elaborate production. I need to really hook my teeth into my audience. If your audience is listening and they love your content, if you just, what The Yard did, just like throw Patreon out there, they'll sign up because once they come, they'll realize the value in it as well. And for The Yard is too, it's really interesting because they're a younger audience and Patreon being a membership platform, your first instinct is to say, oh, my audience needs to have disposable income. But it's not really, it's not that true anymore. I've actually heard a lot, some podcasters actually today went upstairs at our creator lounge said, oh, my daughter told me about Patreon. And for me, I'm like, that's what I like to hear. Like, especially when the younger generations are starting to say, oh, no, Patreon's great. Like, no matter how old your audience is, no matter the demographics, Patreon is a place for them. And The Yard is a really great creator example that has been able to show that um, uh, and, and really actually do extremely well. Uh, so the preview and feed tactic, which again, very, very spot on. But what this is, is using your social media feeds to do previews. Um, I've seen a lot of really great podcasts doing it on Reels right now. And you've actually probably have seen a lot of panels talking about it today. But utilizing TikTok, utilizing Reels, and cutting down and really sharing like the hot moments of the episode or, or what really might go viral is really important as well. And so same thing applies here on Patreon. Um, as you can see, this creator actually is a, a more of a smaller show. But what we've been able to do is, is kind of just showcase exactly like the conversion, what happens when you preview it versus when you don't. So what they did was in that first little section, they started to preview it. They launched at that first big peak, but the second one was when they said, okay, a couple of months have gone by. We haven't seen any growth. What can we do? And we just said, do what all brands are doing now, advertising in shorts, advertising on reels, really throwing the hot takes of the episode out there to hook your, hook the te hook the te your claws into your audience so they can sign up. And that's what they did. And literally as soon as they did that, they've been able to see the biggest conversion they did from just that one post. And you know, for us, it's really cool to see um, because at Patreon, a lot of the other platforms are doing what Patreon's doing, but these platforms are all tools to help your membership grow. We always say use every single social media platform to your disposal as you can because you're just going to be able to grow your audience that way. And if your audience is growing, your membership is growing. That's just things that we've seen in tandem. Um, so looking at here, this is a perfect example 
um, of exactly how sibling rivalry, I don't know if anyone knows sibling rivalry, but they'll just take clips of the recordings, make it look like something like this, post it as a reel, and then they'll um, essentially share it out to their audience. Just to tease it and let their audience know that the there's more on Patreon. Saying that, like, she just can't take criticism, and people are calling back to like a lot of things from her past, like how she's been banned from certain pageants because of her behavior like this. I, so, I guess Monet's releasing a show on Tuesday too, huh? Monet, <laughs> the, the, the exchange rate, the exchange rate just went up for one for, for, for one day. The exchange rate is back, bitch. So literally, all they did was they just took a cut from the show and then. Put a, put a tag on it, you know? They didn't have to promote the Patreon. They're just using their socials to let their audience know that there is more behind the paywall. So a little bit more about sibling rivalry. Uh, Monet and Change the Bob Drag Queen, they're a duo, they're infectious if you don't know them. Um, they released their show in 2018 and then they started their membership around the same exact time. Um, and since then, you know, their calls to actions have been doing exactly this. They're super busy with doing their shows at night. Um, Any time of guest appearances that they'll do, they're always super packed. So they said, our bandwidths are limited, so how can we market and promote this if we don't have time to either really you know, create standalone ads? And so we were like, let's just do the preview. Let's just preview it, let's just make a tag on it, and then send it out to your audience and see how it goes. And for them, it's been great because they've been slowly able to get more audience members to their Patreon membership as their audience grows just from their you know, relations with just the, the greater drag community and also to any other organizations that they might have partnerships or deals with too. Um, and the next one is exactly as it sounds, is a surround sound promo. You know, it just literally always making sure that you're uh, taking approaches in how you can promote it in different ways and utilizing all of the resources you have. You know, so our data is showing that surround sound approaches for new episodes, teasers, and events leads to increased vi visibility and conversions. So layering the social media posts together, stitching them together, being creative in how they roll out and how they have that unique call to action is, is very important. So the surround sound tactic, when you use it as a variety of like a top of funnel channels to talk about your memberships in sequence, you know, this is essentially just multi-channel marketing. You know, uh, a, a lot of companies do this as well. I know NBC Universal, their whole thing is basically say we have one platform, but we have all of these other networks that we use. So like whenever you're watching sci-fi or if you're watching USA, um, you know, cable television, um, what a thought. Um, if you're watching any of that and if you start to see like Minions that are airing on, like a Minions commercial airing on USA, it's because NBC Universal is using a marketing tactic called Symphony, which literally says we are a, a whole organization and we're going to use all of our channels to market and network out our shows. It's not, you know, like genius level thinking. It's kind of very straightforward, but the, the thought of it is making sure that you're aware of it so then you can plan out like, oh, you know what? TikTok performs differently than my Facebook groups or Twitter performs differently than Instagram Reels. And so how can I best use that platform so that it is getting discovered and it is being seen? So taking a look at the surround sound, um, we're gonna be showing a little example of Rory and Mao. Um, they're great, they're this amazing kind of like hip hop uh, uh, duo that they'll just do reactions and reviews. And what they wanted to do was as soon as they launched their Patreon, they said, okay, we have an idea that we want to launch our Patreon with. And what they're doing is like basically reviewing different rappers within their different timelines. 
So Mal was doing Lil Wayne and Rory was doing Drake. And so what they wanted to do was like, let's tease it out on Instagram, let's tease it out on our socials. And then during the big episode, we're gonna say, you saw all those things that we were doing, the full version of it is gonna live on our Patreon. And this is them kind of explaining it um, and breaking it down a little. Um, yeah, on pa- Patreon, man, we did the uh, Drake versus Wayne battle with, it's not just a plug up and play records back and forth. It's a whole piece. We made it funny and behind yeah. the scenes and shit. So I, I have fun. I'm with bad that. at selling shit. Yeah, it's nah, funny. Go yeah. watch that shit, man. We have fun. You know, we, we, that's what we do over here, man. We like to have fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, obviously, Drake and Wayne are two of our favorite artists. Uh, we always argue about who's a better rapper, who's had a better career, who's a better song maker. So we decided to sit down with the entire crew and uh, have some drinks and have some fun and started out cocky. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty confident in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, listen, so it, tune in to see what but happens. You, but you, but you, but you absolutely have a reason to. It's Wayne. Uh, so what they were doing, and as you can see, we kind of have like a little timeline there too. So on April 11th, they previewed it first on their Instagram. On April 12th, they talked about it in the audio episode. And on April 13th, the episode of the actual uh, uh, conversation they had about Drake and Wayne dropped on Patreon. And it, it was really cool just kind of seeing how this all rolled out because we were able to work with them. In, in the next couple of minutes, I'll explain our creator success and our creator partnerships team a little bit more and what we do. Uh, but these kind of examples are things that we'll share and talk to our creators that we talk to. But the best part is, is you are all creative. You all have great ideas and you all know how to do this. It's really just about execution, right? And so what we do is we just share the data of some of these examples that we've helped some of our creators do and, and, and basically implement. Then we can just kind of share it back with you all. Um, because with membership and the success of it, the data is accessible to you all. I know that sometimes dashboards can look a little intimidating, but that's why our team exists. So we can help kind of just break it down with you all. Um, because Patreon, as, as you may or may not know already, the company of Patreon it succeeds when our creators succeed. So our whole main mission are you all first. Like we put you all first because without creators, there would be no Patreon. So our whole mission is to continuously help you all improve so your membership can grow, so it can be as successful as possible. And with, with Rory and Mal, it was great because if, I don't know if you could hear at the beginning, I know the audio was a little bad, but someone, the, um, Mal was saying, he was like, you know what, I don't actually, I'm not the greatest marketer and promoter and, and I don't like selling things is actually what he said. And that's actually something we get here at Patreon a lot is I don't like to market it. Like I don't want to self-promote it. I don't want to feel like I'm asking my audience for money. But the best thing about Patreon is you're not just asking for a handout. You're actually giving them things for that, for that support, either in the, in, the, in the realms of exclusive content or even community building. Um, I don't know about you all, but like I've seen some of my favorite podcasts basically let their fans create fan pages, and then essentially all of those fans will just kind of mingle and interact there. And the creator is kind of hands-off, but how great would it be like if you actually wanted to be in charge of that? And you can actually kind of create those fan groups. You can create your own fan conversations by using our, our integrations like we have with Discord and directly through Patreon. And the best part too is, it doesn't feel like you're marketing it and you're selling it when you really do have something of value, like a bonus content or a piece of exclusive work that's gonna live behind that paywall. You know, some audience members will sign up, some won't. But the most important part too is just kind of understanding you're not, you're not asking for something, you're selling actual content, you know, and, 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 it, and, and, and your time and the return of your investment for that work should be paid in full. 
And that's exactly what um, you know, Patreon and our teams are here to do. So wrapping it up here, before we get to a little bit of Q&A, if anyone has any questions, um, we'll just kind of go over what we talked about and how podcast growth and looking at some of the data back drivers which have helped the podcast and memberships continuously grow. So with podcasting, it's the number one top performing category on Patreon. And I believe because it comes back down to the stickiness of, of, of podcasts and the habitual nature of podcasts. I mean, it's Wednesday. How many of you, like today, some of your favorite shows dropped today and you had like, oh, I know what I'm listening to this morning or I know what I'm listening to and I'm getting ready to go to bed? Though I just got goosebumps. Like, that's the best part. That's why we're here, you know? And like, that's the best thing that I love about being here at Patreon is really seeing the podcast space continue to grow. Because if you ever wanted to get into video podcasting, we have a native video upload. You wanted to, you know, just give your audience more. If you want to do live streams with your audience and say, you know what, I don't want to just go live on Instagram. I would love to do a Q&A, but like, I would like to put maybe an admission to it. Patreon's a great place to do that because you can utilize the platform for that as well. And also, too, while you're here, ask some of the creators you meet or the podcasters you meet, ask if they have a Patreon and ask how they're, how they're liking it or ask how it's going. Um, because the one thing I've learned is the best way to figure out if Patreon's right for you and your community is speaking to people who are on the platform and interacting with their audiences in that way. And ad read principles equal the same thing as membership principles. So the same way that you're going to promote and market your show, the same way that you're going to market and promote your podcast on Patreon as well. 70% um, or so of, our, of all patrons find their creators through self-marketing and promotion. So it's really important that you utilize your audience base to let them know that you have something else going on on Patreon too. Um, the tactics consistently drive percent growth for our top podcasters. So some of these examples are what Tom and our creator success team does with our creators on the platform right now. So when we work with them, when we, con when we consult with them and say, how can we help you all grow? These are the tactics we lean into and these are the examples we share as well. Um, and then making the most of the media assets that you have. Like if you have things that are sitting on your hard drive, if you have bonus episodes, or if you have uncut interviews that you wanna be able to say, I don't have time to make more content, give it, don't cut it down. Let that, keep that uncut episode and share that on your Patreon. Um, because one thing I actually love and I actually always do is I talk to audience members of Patreons. I'll, we have their contact, you know, I'll find them on LinkedIn and if I can find them on LinkedIn, I'll be like, I'd love to learn a little bit more about how you interact with your favorite creator on Patreon. And the number one thing they say is they love the ability to see behind the curtain. And this is a little tidbit of me because I got some time, but I was a musical theater performer before I started working at Patreon. Patreon. And the thing that got me interested was what's happening behind that curtain? Like when an actor walks off stage, what's going on back there? And I would have loved to be able to know. And that's the thing that I love about my favorite podcasts and shows is being able to see behind the scenes. Like one, one, uh, one podcaster I was working with, they're um, Tony and Ryan. They're based out of um, uh, Australia. And what they do essentially is the same kind of thing. They say, we have our episodes that are live on all of our, our uh, the DSPs, but on Patreon, when we're, when we're changing subjects, we're transitioning in between thoughts, we just leave the tapes running and we just throw it all up there. And every time like they, what they'll hear from their people who sign up, are those the things they love? They'll instantly hit them back and be like, I love this hearing you guys kind of joke or like when someone like flubs a line and they'll be like, wait, let's repause, let's, re let's do this again. 
the audience on Patreon loves that stuff because it really feels like they're their best friends. They really feel that they're involved and they really get a sense of, oh, no, these are people, you know, like, and this is, and it's another reason why I love their show and really kind of deepens that engagement and connection there. Um, so that's definitely always something I always like to call out that there's something here on Patreon that you really get. And if you have the content, if you have the media, if you have a hard drive full of interviews that you're like, mm, I don't know if this will work. At, I, I want it to be able to be seen save it for your Patreon audience because they really just want more and they really want to chew on more as well. Um, and then the last one too, growth and exper experimentation mindset will serve you well. And I know that's a lot. And of course, like you, oh, everyone should be in a growth mindset, but on Patreon, it isn't a platform that a lot of creators see instant conversion. Some creators will launch and it'll be amazing and it'll be great and the audience will convert, you know, 5% of their audience members while some of them will convert, you know, a half a percent. And that's okay because Patreon is one of those things where for an audience member, if someone's selling you all something, do you just go, here's my cat, here's my wallet, like, let's go, yes, I'm buying this thing. Or do you kind of sit and you think about it for a second and you go, okay. No, maybe, maybe this is right for me, but maybe not right now. Same thing kind of applies for Patreon and the same kind of thing of like consumer mindset about you know, just marketing it and promoting it in smart ways, getting it to them and letting them see that it's available in there, but also too, you know, make, relying, on, relying that the fact that Patreon will grow as your audience grows. So as you keep marketing it, as you keep growing, your Patreon in tandem will grow as well. But I will say, as a caveat, membership does come with work. That's why whenever I'm dealing with creators who are new to the platform or are wanting to get started, I always break it down with them in two buckets. You have the exclusive content bucket and you have the community bucket. And between the two, if you have time to do exclusive content, bonus episodes, Patreon's gonna be great for you. Um, I actually, what I'll, uh, I'll, you can all can take my email or you can find me on the little podcast app. I'd love to chat with all of you and share examples firsthand like, and get to know your shows more because I can share you some examples of creators on the platform that you might not even know are on Patreon just so you can see what they're doing um, because it, it really comes back down to the whole sense of this is your show and on Patreon, you know, we're here just to basically kind of help it all come together. So would love to just get connected there, but inside of the growth and inside of your Patreon, it really gives you the opportunity to take back control, you know, of your work and, and really get to know your audience on a deeper level there. So I got about five minutes here. We're close to the Q&A, um, but right before I believe, you know, that was the last one, that was it. Can we go back? No, that's it. Well. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Um, amazing. Does anyone have any questions for me? I'm happy to kind of open up the floor, um, talk a little bit more. Amazing. So if you're going to be, like, say you want, you had an eight-minute video, you got your teaser text, then a pop-up comes up for more. You just embed that off Patreon right onto a, a site, and that's how it works, or on your social media. And what if you already have a paywall and you want to integrate some of Patreon's tools like the teaser video, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great question. So the first one there, in terms of like the, like the, like the preview cut, a lot, what a lot of times what the creators will do if it's, like a, if it's a video podcast, because um, Flagrant 2 was a, was a video podcast, yeah, they'll, they'll basically just take that full video and then they'll just take the section of the front and then chop it. And then as they did, they'll do a cutaway and then just do him, like Andrew, just kind of promoting like, oh, if you want more of the show. 
no pop-up to get, like, in other words, I'm surfing Twitter. I see an interview I like. Two minutes later, it goes to the paywall. You're saying that's in-house produced, not Patreon, where there's a button you can actually click. Exactly, yeah. So it would be in-house produced. And then from that video, for the most, like if it was on a Twitter feed, it would always, like what we always do on our teams is say, you know, put the Patreon link in your bio, put it in the episode so they can find it. But yeah, so it would be all, the call to action would be from the creator to then say, you know, go find the link within my bios and make it accessible. Yeah, so embedding on another site. Yeah, so embedding, so the content from Patreon and embedding on other platforms is a little tricky. Um, we do have our own na native video uh, uh, video player, which is in beta currently right now. But embedding the content across, we always say the best practice is to just post that video within the social platform and and create it as a standalone. Um, it's it, it, it embedding between Patreon and other platforms is a little tricky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then in your what the the second part of your question was. Oh, the, if you have other subscription options? Yeah, like I have a paywall company, so I have a couple. So, like, do you, do you then have a, I guess you just put the call to action underneath. You, you do your own video, hard upload it, and then do a call to action with a link back to your channel. Like, I'm trying to see how you could be a resource to my company, which is already a, a doing a paywall, right? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And it's actually something I deal with a lot, is like creators who have like a YouTube channel membership or creators who are on ACAST Plus or any other paywall. Exactly. Some of those, some of, it depends on what the, the paywall that you have in place. If it's just exclusive content, I always say use Patreon and use our community-focused bucket in terms of how to market and promote it. Other creators as well, if, like, if, if you're like a self-help coach or if you're like a, um, a coding creator and if you have courses on Kajabi, I actually was just talking to a creator who said, I have a lot of offerings in terms of like one-off classes or maybe workshops, but there's not a sense of community that's gluing it all together. And that's when, we that's when I basically say, okay, if you're doing bonus episodes on you know, maybe Apple and if you're doing you know, Kajabi courses, and if you don't have something where all of those different paying communities can communicate and chat with one another and get another piece of benefit, that's where Patreon comes in. Yeah. So it really gives you, it gives, if you're already, you know, doing exclusive content or doing a paywall, Patreon is an option for you to maybe give like a light plan, maybe like five bucks a month. They can get access to the Discord, maybe a discount off into the Kajabi courses. There's a lot of different ways to make Patreon kind of be all glued together. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't do that. Uh, well, I forget what it was. Something about that. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyone? Oh, yeah, more questions. I love it. Hi there. Uh, thank you for the presentation. Yeah. I work with a podcast in Spanish in Mexico City, mm -hmm. and they have quite a large Patreon community. Mm -hmm. uh, however, there's some piracy going on because a lot of their private videos, they post them in YouTube as uh, unlisted videos. And again, we're talking like six, 7,000 Patreons, and some people just grab the videos and make Facebook groups with them, so we have to hunt down. Um, so how can we get on the video beta? Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's question. A, that is a great question. Definitely get my contact and information because then we can be able to chat. I will say the beta right now is currently something we're testing out with a lot of our creators, um, but it is something we're going to be rolling out soon. But then that's so that exactly what we'll be able to uh, to be able to combat is the whole sense of resharing or repurposing out any like exclusive content. So. Yeah, I know we are almost running out of time though. So I do, definitely wanted to thank you all for your time and for joining me here.
I am on the podcast app. My email is t2check. I don't know if anyone wants to write this down, but it's t2check at patreon.com. Um, T-U-C-H-E-K. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Definitely, like, let's get in touch and let's chat here because I would love to be able to just continue on the conversation. So thank you all. I hope you have a good rest of your time in podcast movement and make sure to check out our creator lounge upstairs, okay?